Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, anyone who want to learn more about digital economy. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss many things, AI, blockchain, and how you can promote all this information online. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jason Rollett. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm doing great. We chatted a little bit before the podcast. And, um, you know, I usually set up positive mindset every morning <laughs> you know if you want to be happy you need to believe that you are happy even if you have some hard time but uh, you know any hard time can make you stronger and better so yeah I, I made a lot of hard time in my life but that's okay i can go ahead i can learn and uh, i'm so excited to learn more about ai blockchain i uh, promote some big clients in, in crypto niche uh, investing trading and i know how it's hard to get results on this niche because it's extremely competitive but it's possible with the right approach jason before we start just tell more about yourself experience background and anything that can help out our listeners to learn more about you yes well thank you anatoly for having me on i'm uh, very pleased to be here on unmiss uh i'm the founder and ceo of fourtoken.media it is a digital economy news publication and we also publish quarterly market reports about the digital economy. And I define the digital economy in four sectors, essentially, artificial intelligence, internet of things, blockchain, and the cryptocurrency markets. I believe it's, uh, you know, it's obviously a cutting edge area of the economy. And I wanna kind of give a, an economic news perspective 2.0, let's say, from uh, the, perspective of uh, being at the front lines uh, as AI is really beginning to take storm, you know, the, the economy change, how e-commerce and global commerce operates. Uh, I think it's a great time to uh, be covering that and uh, providing my audience and uh, viewers and readers uh, the information for either for investments or for market research and uh, keeping on top of all the things all digital economy so that's basically four token uh i've been a financial uh, journalist in the past covering the cryptocurrency markets over the last two or three years and uh started four token here recently uh, as my own venture and uh, traveled all over i've been to bitcoin amsterdam bitcoin miami uh, decentral cons uh, various different things south by southwest uh, as a correspondent interviewing people in the digital economy and uh, really getting a lot of great content uh, from the front lines of uh, those who are driving this uh, new this new economy that that the world finds itself in today uh, but that's essentially my background um, I have a degree in broadcasting I love podcasting and uh, writing and it's just been a great uh, experience I'm very excited about four token nice awesome i love your experience jason uh you know it's you know you have experience with something that i wanna know more uh that i usually spend time to learn because i know today without ai without blockchain 
uh, it's hard to imagine this future because uh, many things are changing fast and we need to learn about that and uh, once i spoke with um, uh, jeff coel co-founder of market muse uh, and he told me that in the future we will have three companies the first company will uh, develop ai the second company implement ai and the third company will be obsolete <laughs> who can leave the trade <laughs> Can you tell how to use AI today? I mean, like in the smart way, because uh, what I can see when companies uh, overuse AI, uh, we still need this human touch. Uh, and for example, if I want to create content, let's imagine like uh, how to buy Bitcoin, how to play guitar, uh, how to lose weight. Yeah, I can get it for a few seconds, but it's not quality. It's generic content. But if you use it smart, you can get results. And my team uses a lot. Yeah, I, I personally use a lot. And we got mentioned on CNN, a business insider. Because we don't uh, generate content with AI. We feed AI with dry data. And this tool can help to edit content. Uh, by the way, I use very simple prompt. Uh, Please edit this uh, content for Forbes, <laughs> CNN, other websites. That's why we got this uh, great mentions. And um, Jason, can you tell about AI? How to learn AI and use it smart? Because yeah, we still have when people use uh, AI to get generic responses. Nothing special about that. Yeah, it's essentially if you look at a tool like ChatGPT, uh, and there are many other tools like that that do design and. Uh, even audio and, and all kinds of things. These are basically uh, very powerful tools, but they are uh, essentially kind of like a Google search 2.0. Uh, this is rather than doing a Google search and then searching through what Google gives you to then find what you are looking for. This is essentially giving a prompt like a Google search and it spits out what it is that theoretically you are looking for, and what you need. And so I take a middle of the road approach where I think like you, I use AI tools uh, within Fortoken, within my own editing, uh, and I don't use it to generate my content, but I do use it to edit, to format. I use it for SEO, all of those things. It really speeds up my process uh, it, as far as uh, getting work out, getting breaking news out. Uh, this is a time-sensitive industry that I'm in, and uh, you as well, I'm, I'm sure, to a certain degree. And so it is nice to have these tools that are uh, much like the personal computer was back in the 80s. Uh, yeah. Totally revolutionized everything from the typewriter, obviously. So, And the typewriter uh, sped up everything from the, from the pen and paper. So... This is just another evolution to get to the point of, you know, this is this is going to take over and it's going to, um, you know, there's dangers ahead and that sort of thing. I think that there's some legitimacy to that, but I don't think we're there yet. I don't think that we're to the point where uh, even like you say, not having the human touch, uh, we still need the human touch. And I think that that is blown out of proportion in the media. Uh, the film director Christopher Nolan recently said that 
something to the effect of the reason we're hearing all these kind of horror stories in the media is because AI is precisely taking the media's job. (laughs) In other words, it's generating the content that they are paid to generate themselves, which again is not necessary. You still have to have that human touch with the prompt to even get the output that you need. So I think the human touch aspect of it is uh, certainly important. I think it's central actually to AI technology and using it in a way that can speed up a process uh, that can make something more efficient, that can optimize a piece of content. Uh, I think that that is just simply another evolution in the history of technology. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything to be uh, upset about or, or uh, try to be a purist and uh, see these people, many in today's uh, you know, news cycle are trying to push back against it. Uh, the train is already in the station. AI is here. I think we need to use mm-hmm. it. There's no getting rid of it. Use it for the right purposes and uh, use it wisely. And it's, it is just another piece in the, in the evolution of technology. That's how I I see it. Yeah, I agree. And you remind me Elon Musk when he, (laughs) yeah, when he signed this letter with thousand other entrepreneurs to procrastinate the process after a few days, he, uh, he bought expensive equipment on Twitter to develop this technology. <laughs> right. I, you know, I think the main reason he got it, uh, okay, I don't know what's going on in Elon Musk's head, uh, but I can imagine, assume that he got it, he can't stop or procrastinate the process. We have a lot of regulations, different governments, for example, even if um, the US government decided to stop the process, China will develop this technology. Uh, UK will develop. Uh, it, it's it's really hard. We can't stop. So basically, before uh, robots will kill all humans, uh, we can use this technology. Uh, and I don't know. I I, I can't forecast this future. Uh, for me, yeah, I don't know about the possible scenario of humanity. Terminator, <laughs> Matrix, but uh, today uh, nobody can stop the process like in Terminator. Yeah, they tried, but <laughs> they failed. And it's the same today because, uh, yeah, uh, uh, that that's cool if we can regulate. Uh, and I hope uh, it's better when government can regulate AI than AI will regulate government. <laughs> and, yeah. Right. It, it, exactly. We don't want it the other way around. Not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, those are those yeah. are worries down the road that um, mm-hmm. I think will be addressed mm-hmm. professionally and uh, with with wisdom with with those who are in the industry at that time. Um, I I don't think we need to worry about the robots coming up to try to <laughs> mm-hmm. take over the world right now. Um, you know, certainly there are dangers and I, I don't want to, I don't want to diminish that, but those are far down the road. As I say, at this point, we, we're with, you know, chat GPT, open AI kind of tools and, and those things. And I don't think that we are 
uh, to the point yet where yeah, that yeah. is that that needs to be the focus. I think we need to focus on the positive aspects and get those out there. And like you say, the legislation, they're working on this in Europe right now. Mm -hmm. uh, the EU has uh, actually taken the forefront globally in artificial intelligence legislation. And uh, the U.S. has lagged behind. So there are, you know, people that are that are in position to write legislation. And uh, that's that's what's good. That is what is uh, necessary. And so mm -hmm. I, I prefer I think we should focus on those things. Uh, and when 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 dangers do come, certainly we can address them then. But we'll lay the groundwork before. And uh, I, th I think the way that they're approaching it uh, right now is uh, is a good a good process that they are going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jason, I want to ask about your methods, how you uh, audit market uh, markets, uh, your methods to get this uh, market research. Uh, I know it's not simple. Uh, do you use AI to calculate this data, to predict this data? Because I, I'm so bad with that. <laughs> I, I remember when I bought some crypto and I got a few researchers that crypto will go up but it went down <laughs> so uh, to, uh, for me I am skeptical to believe research especially when you read forecast about crypto <laughs> guys be careful because 95% of traders they lose money and uh, uh, sometimes it's manipulation big manipulation and um, yeah I love this quote uh, don't put all eggs in one basket you know so if you wanna uh, play this game yeah then uh, use money that you can lose that that's okay you know it's like to uh, play in lottery uh, my brother told me, why you buy these tickets uh, in lottery? Because I want to win billion dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. If I lose, that's okay. I can lose money that I can allow to lose. So, <laughs> so tell your methods how to predict and your methods how to calculate data in digital economy and market research. Well, uh, I, I should say that I don't actually do any prediction. Uh, the oh, okay. reports that Four Token publishes are very recent uh, quarterly results, and mm -hmm. so it'll it'll be like the the Q1 of 2023 in the AI industry market results. So then I will use AI to uh, either to format the report, to uh, condense the report, and to uh, draw up charts, things that are. Uh, make it clean uh, but as far as the research and things uh, the, the content that i'm taking a lot of it is from the news sources that i already have and trust uh, and i take those as proprietary uh, they are as as close to the ground as i can get on what has happened with ai companies iot companies as far as their market results these would include press releases boardroom calls, uh, quarterly uh, boardroom calls, uh, things that would have uh, that, that are already public facing that I can basically condense and put into a report for uh, readers to simply kind of get a, a more streamlined understanding. So those are the reports. It's from these public sources. And then that that's what I mainly use it to condense that information, 
condense my own notes. And uh, certainly I, I go in and link back to uh, all the proprietary sources or um, in the articles that we publish, the breaking news, I will link back to court documents and things like that. But it's not uh, something that generates uh, that content out of whole cloth. It's mm -hmm. uh, something that is uh, used from uh, a list of, of sources that I already have, news wires, uh, PR news wire, um, uh, financial networks that uh, already have sources. Uh, and I just take those that are, you would have to go through and combine those anyway, and then come up with the conclusion as an investor, as an entrepreneur, a founder, an executive, uh, to kind of get a handle on the industry. Basically, I'm synthesizing that information into a single report, but it's already happened. I totally agree that uh, doing any future casting on uh, cryptocurrency or anything actually um, is basically, it's, it's number one, impossible. And uh, it's number two, it's a, uh, a fool's errand. Uh, to do any yeah. sort of cryptocurrency uh, forecasting in that market in particular, it's already so volatile to begin with that mm -hmm. the underlying structures to it are almost nil. You, you can use it for one thing. You can use a cryptocurrency for one thing. Maybe the project behind it has multiple applications, but the project behind it is not like a commodity that is used behind a stock. Whereas something like iron ore can be used for steel and plastic and, and all kinds of things that companies then use. So that commodity has value in and of itself with multiple applications. Cryptocurrency is backed by a, a project that may have multiple arms to it, but those in and of themselves are very, very limiting. And so it's not like oil, iron ore, uh, lumber, these things that, that have multiple applications in the traditional financial markets. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's as far as I'm seeing it, that's what the, uh, where the volatility is coming from. Where does this mm -hmm. actually apply in the marketplace? And if it doesn't, the price drops. And if there's mm -hmm. any f financial chicanery going on, as we've seen in 2022, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people use a, lose a lot of money. So that's what's been yeah. going on is that people have taken the hype around crypto and done many, many illegal things and um, taken advantage of the hype and enthusiasm around it. So it's something that certainly I've invested in cryptocurrency in the past. Um, I still invest in Bitcoin to a certain degree. Uh, but I have become even myself very, very skeptical of uh, a lot of the projects and a lot of the associated projects, the exchanges and the ancillary, the ancillary products and services around them as well. But that's just my own opinion. So nice. Yeah, we don't give any advice, guys. <laughs> You're not no, here to no, I'm not. listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. but. I, I only recommend, you know, I, I love this approach from Warren Buffett. Of course, Warren Buffett doesn't recommend any crypto, but I, I listen to him for a long time. I listen. Uh, when Bitcoin uh, 
cost like <laughs> a few dollars. <laughs> I listened to Warren Buffett when Bitcoin, uh, uh, yeah, went up uh, a lot, and I stopped listening <laughs> to him. <laughs> yeah, he's smart guy. Um, we can deny it, but uh, I think Warren is good with something that he can do. But uh, about crypto. Um, I think if you do it smart, you can get results. And what I like in Warren Buffett, uh, he usually uh, buys something when it's uh, going down and he can sell when it's going up. So uh, I usually, you know, I like this approach um, and um, I could earn some money with that. For example, when Bitcoin went down, um, I can wait a little bit and can buy. So, yeah, but I never buy when it's going up uh, for a long time. It's not a good idea. Uh, yeah, but, but anyway, guys, don't use it. <laughs> I didn't. It's just my method. Uh, be smart about that because, yeah, many things can happen. Uh, Jason, I want to ask about your customers. Can you describe who needs your reports, uh, market research, uh, and how this uh, market research can help them to, uh, I don't know, to choose something that will help them to lead them in the right direction, anything about that? Yeah, so with uh, our market research, it, it, as I said, shows them the most recent quarterly results. Uh, and I, I released this under four token quarterly is uh, the e-magazine you might say that uh, we publish in those reports at fourtoken.media and the essentially we go after entrepreneurs, founders, executives, investors, market researchers, uh, specifically in the digital economy. So those who are more at the forefront of tech the tech sector, but it's also widening out the more applications that we're seeing of particularly AI and IOT, it's branching out. So it's widening the target audience that four token has. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, getting, getting harder to be a little, a little more specific, but, uh, as of right now, it's, it's, you know, executives, investors, uh, retail investors, industry investors, and, uh, entrepreneurs, founders that are really wanting to be on the forefront and know the most recent and most accurate data of, you know, this year, maybe some market trends that are going on. We have one now, five AI market trends is one of our reports to kind of just show, again, not predicting anything, but there is hard data out there to say, this is where it is going. And those are the uh, types of uh, products that we're selling to those those reports in four token quarterly so we publish those every uh, four times a year uh, on the first day of each quarter but we have some that are also uh, we have one out there right now that's um, a combination of digital economy and more tra traditional finance where it's uh, digital assets in comparison to uh, commodities and global bonds so you can kind of see a trend of maybe there's obviously more risk or there's more advantage, things like that. And each investor, each reader can make their own decision, but we just lay out the facts as neutrally as we can. And then 
we go from there to let the reader make their own decision. But that's essentially uh, who we're going after, who we're trying to serve, get the information out there. Uh, it's, it's so fast moving. It's such a, a rapidly evolving industry or the economy. It, it's a global yeah. thing happening so fast. It's, it is difficult to get on top of it, but uh, we're putting mm -hmm. out reports as, as much as we can uh, regularly. And so uh, certainly using AI, as I said earlier, it does help with the efficiency. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice. You, you mentioned about press releases. Um, I use this uh, technique like link building technique. So we uh, pitch press releases uh, to get mentions and links for our projects. And uh, I remember when I decided to use it, um, I failed. I wrote a bunch of press releases. I pitched all of them, got zero mentions, <laughs> links, mm -hmm. but I learned. I learned how it works. I learned uh, what I need to change. Then I had specialists who can write uh, creative press releases, something new, unique. And I hired specialists who can pitch them. Uh, and we got mentions uh, on great websites, including CNN, uh, Forbes, uh, Business Insider, yeah, many big websites. And uh, um, can you tell your methods? How to write press releases that people wanna uh, read? I mean, like journalists can uh, add to their publications and how to find journalists, I mean, like how to pitch in the correct way. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly putting out your product or service is uh, always something that is very difficult to synthesize into a single press release, right? But my tactic as a, as a journalist and as a copywriter my uh, traditional training uh, is where I come from, is to synthesize the main selling point. You have to distill the value that you are selling essentially in the first one to two sentences. <laughs> mm -hmm. Once you can get that out there and do it in a way using SEO keywords, using uh, trending topics, ranking topics, you can hopefully get the attention that you are seeking and sell your particular corner of the market where you can both rank and get the exposure, but also retain the uniqueness of your product or service. So you can show yourself and show yourself to be slightly different. And in showing yourself to be slightly different from your competitors, you are non-verbally in a sense, showing your own value to investors, to readers, and your general target market. That's my personal approach to writing press releases. Um, there are a number of, oh, there's just an endless number of copywriters out there in so many uh, places to uh, find copywriters. One thing I would suggest is looking at their portfolio, and there are uh, a number of websites out there that will uh, synthesize or condense uh, a journalist portfolio. And you can see published things that they've uh, published in uh, traditional or new publications that are uh, legitimate and uh, kind of 
show their authority within the industry, within the subject that they're writing. Um, I won't mention any here, but certainly people can go out and look for those. And, uh, you know, it's essentially kind of like an Upwork thing mm -hmm. where you can go and find journalists. There's, there's several out there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, if nice. they can write in that way and you can look at their work and their portfolio and see it in that way of the actual selling, then that's probably somebody you, you might want to go for and uh, take on. So certainly selling it upfront in a succinct way is what's going to get people's attention from there. Uh, they can, they can read on if they, if, if they're curious and hope you, hopefully you can pique their curiosity in the first one to two sentences of a press release or any sort of uh, textual post. Social media, of course, is a whole other thing, a video, audio, uh, wanting to get that out there right up front so that people's yeah. interest will be piqued. I, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, uh, because uh, people get a lot of emails, uh, if I remember correctly, plus 100 emails a day. Uh, they get a lot of uh, spam messages, including LinkedIn, Twitter, and any oh, yeah. other profiles. And uh, that's why uh, journalists, I can imagine, they get a lot more than 100 <laughs> emails a day, and most of them generic. And I spoke uh, with a few big publications, and they replied to me that they stopped uh, accepting press releases because after launching ChatGPT, they got a few times more uh, press releases than before, and most of them uh, generic, and they have no time to read all of them. Uh, right now, they are going to to find the way how to do it right. I mean, like to <laughs> how to filter uh, generic press releases, and yeah, it's part of the process. Uh, and yeah, if you can't hook attention in the first and second sentences. Nobody will read the rest because we have a few seconds and it's your goal to do it. Uh, I like this book from Joe Sugarman. He wrote this book before digital. Uh, uh, how to hook attention in the beginning. Uh, yeah, you need to be creative. Uh, you need to be concise. Many things. Uh, and it concerns, as you mentioned, social media, YouTube videos books because for example it's interesting according to data people uh only read five percent of all books so yeah right. readers can lose attention in the beginning uh yeah it's your goal uh, if you create content you need to be creative uh jason i want to ask about mistakes you know i i made a lot of mistakes in my life i keep doing them uh, it's part of you know, it's the main part of learning something new. Um, as I mentioned, for example, when I started to write press releases, I failed. And I failed with everything if I started from scratch. <laughs> no, but I can learn uh, and can adapt to challenges and go ahead. Can you mention mistakes that companies still do from your experience, uh, but can avoid? Because some mistakes we can avoid by learning from others, some mistakes we need to do. To, because if you want to innovate, you need to do mistakes. Uh, but uh, least mistakes that companies can avoid today. 
I would say the first thing is to not allow your mistakes to stifle your progress. And I think that's actually the most important and it's the most difficult. <laughs> um, I've started and failed at many businesses in the past and uh, with even with my own writing, learning SEO, learning copywriting, these things that, that would be successful. Uh, certainly I have made more mistakes than I can remember and uh, have done things the wrong way. And so, yes, I'm always trying to improve on that and not let my mistakes uh, stifle my progress uh, to see them as learning opportunities and not let exterior criticism or any sort of uh, self-doubt, that, kinds of, that kind of thing, when it, and it'll come up, but you really have to put those thoughts aside and press forward, learn and, and improve as you learn. And so I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is I would say, uh, don't hesitate to put your content out there. If people don't like it, then so be it. <laughs> it's okay to not be liked. Heaven knows we all see this online, all that this is what Twitter is all about is all the, you know, <laughs> people are getting trolled, you know, all kinds of things. That's just going to happen. Uh, don't let, don't let trolls or negativity stop you. Uh, keep, keep going, keep working, uh, monetize early. I would say also, uh, the thing I've heard a lot from people in the industry is, uh, I wish we had monetized this earlier. I wish that we had published this earlier, or we took too much time editing or trying to make this precise or not, not without, you know, attention to accuracy, but there is a sort of uh, paralysis of analysis at a certain point. So I think you want to, you know, maintain a balance there. Those are the things that I would say, I think that, that in my experience is where I've seen the most kind of uh, either outright failures or just um, people getting mixed up in the process and uh, maybe becoming misguided in reaching that goal. So that, that's something, and I, I speak, I'm speaking to myself because I've done this <laughs> many, many mm -hmm. times and discouraged myself and that sort of thing. You really have to fight against that and to uh, press forward, learn, apply and move forward. And mm -hmm. you, you yeah. on, only you can judge your work. What other people, you know, may say things about it, but you have to put the, the negativity aside unless it's constructive criticism, certainly take it uh, into account, but you know, people online or bots or whatever, uh, don't let that discourage you from pursuing your goals. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you remind me, Seth Godin, he is one of the best marketers ever. And uh, he told that he stopped reading Amazon reviews of his books since 2011. So more than 12 years, one of the best marketers ever who wrote these great books, uh, Purple Cow, This is Marketing, many, many other great books decided he doesn't need to know <laughs> uh, reviews of his books because of negative comments. Uh, and he explained about that. You can't satisfy anyone. Uh, and um, for example, um, 
Джон Роллин wrote the book uh, Harry Potter, and this book has two percent of one-star reviews on Amazon, who reviewed this book one of the worst written ever. <laughs> no. Very successful book. A billion people love Harry Potter. Uh, great movies. Uh, yeah, a lot about this book, but. 2% of people can review like one of the worst written ever. Um, and uh, that's why Seth Godin stopped reading re reviews. Uh, and I think it depends on your sensitivity. Of course, it's better to know what people can think. But if you are sensitive about that, skip it. <laughs> Don't read these reviews. Go ahead. You know, be yourself. Uh, you can't help anyone. If you can read and learn from these reviews, because um, remember Bill Gates said about that, uh, negative uh, reviews are the best set of data. You can learn your customers and to think how you can create something better, much better products. Uh, but if you are sensitive, leave it. You know, be like Seth Godin. You know, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Jason, I want to ask about your experience. I have students in my network. Uh, and I also found that I usually get high results with clients who understand ACO. If they understand, then we can cooperate like a cohesive team. My customers understand why we need to create high quality content, uh, why it's important to think more about traffic value than getting more traffic, many things. Uh, uh, if they don't understand, I tell them, take my course, learn from Lily Ray, Jeff Coyle, go to YouTube. Go to Google, choose your loving way, how to learn, get data. And I want to ask you, uh, if you started today from scratch, without any experience, knowledge, skills, it's your first day uh, in market research, digital economy. What will you do today if you do it from scratch? First thing I would do is educate myself as quickly as I could <laughs> using whatever free tools I could. Um, I would also network with people in the industry that I'm pursuing. Uh, this is something anybody can do. And yeah, from there, I would try to build up content that would show the value that I'm offering to the world. And people will pick up on that at a certain point. It will take time, but certainly I think that this is, uh, really the, pers the, the perspective I would come from and uh, using as many free tools and things with, you know, no money, no education, get educated and get as uh, much content out there that is as good as you can make it for as knowledgeable as you are. The Peter principle is there. You're, you can only do as much as you know, essentially. And so it's important to have your skill set out there. If, if you don't know how to copyright, go on YouTube and figure it out. If you don't know LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn, uh, their learning site. I forget it now. Anyway, they have a whole learning thing about how you can learn everything on LinkedIn. Go there. Um, I would find tools. I would get educated and I would not worry about money. That's the first thing. I think everybody is worried about money. When I started Four Token Media for the first time, I started without worrying about money. And I, I noticed that that was one of the things that really, I think, led to the sabotage of businesses I've done in the past, where, of course, the goal is to 
make money, to be profitable, to serve people. That's what work is, is serving other people. Uh, but I think when you can find your talents, find your skill set, and then lean into that, then the money will follow. The value will come out of that. The substance will come out of that. That's where I personally see the, the, I think that's the right perspective to start from. Find your skill set, find your talents. What do people compliment you on? What have you done that's, uh, that has gotten you know, good feedback? What have you gotten that's gotten perhaps more negative feedback, but that you can learn from that and change and improve? That's where I see a lot of the uh, potential. Um, so that's where I would start from. Find tools I can use educate myself and start working right away. I love it. Don't listen love to the it. critics. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember when I started one project because of chasing money. Yeah. I invested a lot of resources. I hired a big team, but we couldn't get results for three years. The main reason because I hated this project. <laughs> I hated Monday. I loved Friday. And uh, I didn't have experience with this project. And one reason why I started this project, because of chasing money. I found the market gap. And I felt that I can fill this gap now. But that was the worst decision because that was not my experience uh, and i'm okay if you have no experience but have passion you can go ahead you can learn through experience but if you suffer it's not a good idea it's better to enjoy if you don't enjoy the process and 70 percent of people hate their jobs it's a lot 70 percent of people most people hate their jobs because they uh, think about money but if you think about what you like, you can overwork others. You can overcome them because, uh, for example, uh, I can work on Saturday evening, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, for me, it doesn't matter because I love it. It's the same like to watch TV. If your hobby to watch TV, uh, you need to find something that uh, similar to your hobby. When you can replace your job with your hobby, then you can go ahead. So it's important to love what you do. Money will come. I agree with you. They will come because you can overwork others. So just find your niche. Uh, even if you have no skills, it's more important to be passionate about that. Patience will come to someone who love it. And uh, for example, I love playing basketball. Nobody pays for my hobby, <laughs> but I can't stop uh, playing basketball because it's my hobby. It's uh, part of the life. <laughs> and Jason, I want to ask the final question about the future. You mentioned that you, you, you don't forecast the future in your market research, but I want to ask about uh, give exception about the future. <laughs> you know, take your crystal ball and let us know what kind of future will be because many things are coming apple is going to launch headset augmented reality i don't know about virtual reality possible uh, yeah facebook failed to get to provide it but we'll see uh things can change uh, technologies are developing fast so 
what do you think what kind of future will be and how we can adapt to this possible future well uh according to my crystal ball uh <laughs> <Yeah>. according <laughs> to your crystal ball yeah <laughs> the, as, as far as um looking into the future which which is certainly has its place and uh I, i would never say you know don't consider it no not at all do consider it i think looking at market trends is uh the first way certainly that's that's what institutional investors and every everybody does to find future trends future things that uh could likely happen to me it's the most important thing is to look at the let's say the infrastructure, the foundation of a particular technology, of a particular uh, market that is perhaps serving that new technology. So in other words, there are cryptocurrencies and they get a lot of pop in the media. They get a lot of heat in the media, rightly so, but there's the underlying technology of that, which is blockchain, which also gets a certain, you know, certainly a bit, fair bit of attention, but it has more application than a particular cryptocurrency. And when you've got 20 to 25,000 different cryptocurrencies out there, you can look at the underlying infrastructure and say, okay, this is where this is really happening uh, as far as the application within the market to provide value. Cryptocurrency is one application, but it's certainly not the only one. Tokenization, all kinds of decentralized, uh, you know, you have dApps, you have DAOs, you have these kinds of things have all kinds of application uh, aside from cryptocurrencies. So to me, looking at those trends and looking like perhaps uh, you look at companies in the Netherlands right now, uh, there are several manufacturers of AI chips. Well, I can look at that and say, well, how many of those are they selling? How many, uh, what are their quarterly results? And kind of look, what are they preparing for upfront? What kind of numbers are they looking to manufacture? So that can kind of give me an indication of, okay, AI is, uh, certainly we, we can see that in the media, it's taking over it, 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 the processes of many different industries and how jobs operate and all of that. But we can also see much more fundamentally under that, like an AI chip manufacturer. And kind of, To me, I trust that data of, of their quarterly earnings and, and this sort of thing, what their manufacturing numbers, their production. This is all just one example, of course, but looking at that kind of tells me a much more uh, specific information that's, that's much more on the ground with what's really going on. And that, that's what we provide at Fortoken. We try to get that ground level information for investors to again not not predict the future but it is certainly those market trends where you can see ai chip makers you can see hardware device makers of iot uh, that, that that are really beginning to to take off those are the kinds of things that as far as certainly looking into the future you can kind of plan ahead with those trends but to me it's to get down to the fundamental essence of what is it that's actually driving this you know We, we, you know, there, there's all kinds of talk about the, the new economy, new energy and things like that, uh, wind, solar, those kinds of things. Well, if you don't have the infrastructure to do that, if you're bringing in those types of machines and, and, and things that, that can produce that, but you're still relying exclusively on oil and fuel, 
we have to get to a point where, and certainly there, there is a, uh, uh, there is a transition period. It's not like you wouldn't stop using a truck at some point, but at some point you're going to get to a place where the underlying infrastructure is completely replaced by wind, solar, a new technology. So, but you have to see that trend before you can just jump right in and say, oh, this is this, I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. Yeah. You have to really see that trend. And, and so there's all kinds of, of uh, information out there. And I don't have anything against any new, new technology, but I want to see that underlying infrastructure change first before I jump into this great new thing that's going to revolutionize the world. Most things don't. Most startups fail. Most, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mo- most things that are put out there online are not even known 10 seconds later. <laughs> so yeah. you, you have to look at something that's more steady, that's much more, mm, it's, it's far less temporary. It's not permanent, but it's far less temporary than the big pop in the media or the big heat in the media. So that's, that's to my mind, get to the fundamentals, get to the ground floor and uh, look at what's trending down there. So that that's my approach. And that's what nice. I provide at fortoken.bdu. Token, for yeah. Awesome, awesome. Love it, love it. Uh, Jason, it's a big pleasure to get on my show. I like all your valuable insights. Tell our audience the best way, how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. They can go to fortoken.media and they can also follow me uh, at uh, on LinkedIn and they can follow for token media, uh, on LinkedIn. I am mostly active on Instagram. Uh, my it's, it's less about for token, but I do post about for token there. J Douglas Rowlett is my handle. That's my pin name. I've uh, written some flash fiction and, and, uh, mm-hmm. other things, children's stories. So I, I go under my pin name on Instagram and I post stuff there about, uh, for token, but I am most active on LinkedIn at Jason Rowlett and uh, for token.media is where they can sign up for our newsletter. They can listen to the for token podcast and they can download free excerpts of our reports at for token quarterly. And there are links there and subscribe. And uh, we hope to serve uh, as many investors with valuable information uh, as the information brokerage that we are. I have a, a new writer. We've got really good talent on on my team, and I've uh, been very happy with how, how Four Token is uh, the trajectory it's been on so far. Uh, very happy to be on the podcast with you, Anatoly. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, big pleasure, big pleasure, guys. You can find all the links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. Love it so valuable i'm going to read your reports i'm going to follow you uh mostly on linkedin because i'm not active on instagram but i think if someone uh, likes instagram it's a good chance to follow jason to learn a lot more okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.